Hello and welcome to another Discourse About Discourse EduCast by Ben Wilkoff. Today is Monday, May the 7th, and this week my father is in town, uh, the town being Denver, Colorado, for the Heart Rhythm Society National Convention, and I guess about 10 or 11,000 uh, cardiologists and other doctors of interest are coming into town and they will be speaking and meeting all about um, all of the great things that are going on in their field. But what's really great is obviously that my father is in town and we get to talk about what I'm doing and what he's doing. And, um, he's such a great asker of questions and I really love having conversations with him about um, School 2.0 even though we might not talk in the same terms that, that I would on the podcast or uh, with another educator, uh, he's still able to bring out a lot of really great questions. And the best one that I've heard so far, uh, I'm sure there will be many more over the course of the week, even though he's very busy, um, is <clears throat> after seeing some of the wiki projects and, and some of the other things that I've been doing recently, my father asked, well, what are they going to do when they go on to ninth grade? And although this is something that I've thought about, and I have definitely sort of been putting off really trying to figure out, well, where is this going to go? Where are my students going to be in ninth grade? Because they have all of these skills, and then will they atrophy? Will those skills just go away if they are not used? Um, will they become totally unengaged in school because they are very engaged now um, and then they go to a more traditional setup and then how do I use the students that are moving on to create change within the high school because uh, I think that one of the biggest things that I've been talking about on the podcast is, is really creating a movement that is, is not necessarily just localized but having that localized movement is something that's, uh, that's really valuable. And so what I was thinking about is having my students actually write out a, I don't know if we'll go with a letter or an essay or something like that, where they are explaining to their future English teacher or to really any teacher <clears throat> how it is that they learn best and how it is that they've learned this year that they find useful and that they would like other teachers to cater to. And I haven't figured out if the teachers in the high school are going to enjoy a letter like that or if they will sort of write it off and say, oh, stupid middle school teacher uh, doesn't know what they're talking about. Or if they will take it upon themselves to be challenged and to uh, say, well, how can I get my hands on some of this uh, learning? How can I transform my classroom? And although I don't think it's going to be a, a one one move uh, towards School 2.0 that, that will just happen for all of the English teachers in the high school, um, I do think that if my entire class 
or my, my two eighth grade classes, if they all have letters that either I give to the uh, future teachers or that they hand to them, I think that that's going to be something that's valuable, something that's important. And it will create change, even if only uh, in a conversation. Because once teachers realize that they that there is something else that they can do and that not only that but that the students will be willing to help them along that they that the students will be mentors not only to other students but to the teacher as well I think that it's really interesting um, I've been listening to a little bit more of, of Kevin Honeycutt um, and one of his big things is that you don't have to know the tool necessarily in order to to teach it. And this is the same thing with uh, uh, Alan November. He, he says, you don't have to know the tool in order to teach it. You just need to be able to understand its uses and its uh, uses for learning in the classroom. If you get that, then you can get your learning of the tool itself from the students. Kevin, Honey, Kevin Honeycutt keeps on saying that uh, he would sort of research and read all of the manuals and everything for a specific piece of software. And he thought that he had it down pat, absolutely, you know, after effects or, or something, because uh, he's an art teacher. But the kids would come in and they'd be doing keyboard shortcuts without ever having looked at a manual. They would have figured something out uh, within the first five minutes. And although I think that this is just mere experimentation and this is sort of the way that their minds work, I think that we can absolutely leverage that. I have not run into a student yet that has said, you know what? I." I am way too advanced in this and I don't have time to show you. I think that there, there is the potential for that, but only if you are not genuine in your interest. And if you are genuine in your interest, you can find out what the tool is and then, and then you can co-opt it for all of the learning uses that you need. So I'm I'm trying to think about transition because we're winding up the year and I want the kids transition to the various high schools that they're going to. Most of them are going to Highlands Ranch High School. I want their transition to be a smooth one, but at the same time, I also want their transition to bring about change. Because I feel like most of my students are changed by this past year of learning that they have done things so differently that uh, there really isn't, there, there shouldn't be the ability even to go back to the way things were. We should always be pushing forward, trying to do new and, and more collaborative, more creative things, rather than bringing it back down uh, to the individual, or to, not necessarily to the individual, but to the the inauthentic uh, audience of just a teacher. And uh, 
you know, my dad was asking, well, you know, they're doing these collaborative projects and, uh, and they're writing for, for an international audience. And then what happens when they write that weekly essay? And is it something that's still valuable to have? Do they need an experience like that? Or do they need to continue to have these global experiences? And uh, it's, it's hard for me to imagine going backwards in my teaching, what I see as backwards. But it's also hard for me to imagine for anyone else, uh, any of my students to want to go backwards in their learning. I think the real rub will come when uh, my students start saying to their teachers next year, um, well, that's not how we did it last year. That's not how we did it in Mr. Wokoff's class. <laughs> and, um, you know, I hope, I hope there are those, those moments and that the, the teachers do seize them and, and see them as valuable rather than just, oh, there's this crazy teacher uh, who is uh, using technology into the extreme, but they're not covering the basics, which I believe that I am as well. But oh, that's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard when I start getting those emails saying, what were you doing exactly? And I hope that I can frame it in such a way that they will not only want to be a part of it, but that they will want to be a partner in School 2.0, an advocate for it. And uh, maybe some of those teachers will be like the, the would-be advocates that I was talking about uh, in the last podcast. So I would like to podcast a little bit more about the meeting that I, uh, or the conference that I was at on Thursday, but I think I'm going to save that uh, for a little bit, and this will be a shorter podcast. But if you'd like to respond to any of the things that I'm talking about, how do we transition from a uh, technology-integrated classroom to a non-technology-integrated classroom, and how do we create change going on up through uh, the grades? So if you have any comments about that, please go to either the uh, podcast blog at bhwilkoff.podomatic.com or you can check out my blog, which is at yongesonne.edublogs.org. That's youngson.edublogs.org. And uh, you can email me from really either of those places and uh, or leave a comment on any of the posts that are there. And you can also dig the podcast if you'd like to do that over at Dig. It's called Discourse About Discourse, Educast by Ben Wolkoff. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon.